0: Bidzi Small Business Society number 172. You're listening to Bidzi Small Business Society. I'm Rob Barisoff. We talk to small business owners about what makes their small business successful. Connect with Bidzi Small Business Society at Bidzy.com and grow your business. Monthly subscriptions start at $14.99. That's $14.99 per month for unlimited access to new customers and unlimited bidding at Bidzy.com. Email rob at Bidzy.com for more details or start your 30-day free trial now at Bidzy.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bidzy Small Business Society. Today, I am joined by Jeff Steinman. Jeff is the author of How to Quit Working, and the host of a weekly podcast called the How to Quit Working Show that features lessons from freedom fanatics. Jeff contributes to several media outlets, including the Huffington Post, Lifehack, and Elite Daily. Jeff is devoted to helping those around him quit their soul-sucking 9-to-5 job to create successful businesses and lives full of passion and freedom. Welcome, Jeff. Can you first tell us more about yourself than about what projects you're working on today?
1: Well, thank you for having me on the show. First of all, Glad to be here. Um, a little bit about myself. Well I've you know it's I've been telling the story uh, on podcasts and for a very long time uh, and it's almost kind of crazy to think about it, but it's uh, coming up on four years now. No, it's coming up on. Five. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm, I'm confused. So, <laughs> uh, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Okay, yeah, that's right. It's coming up on four years. Since I left my full-time corporate job, you know, like everybody else, I had that, I had that corporate gig or that that job that was paying pretty well, but I hated it. And then I thought, there's got to be something better out there, and uh, I left my uh, full-time job at Wells Fargo. And uh, I shouldn't have actually said the name, but oh well, I did. Screw it. Um, so <laughs> whatever that company was. Um, but no, I left there to start my own business and to do my own thing because I just knew that there had to be more than, to life than getting up and uh, going to a, a building where you filled out paperwork and had meetings all day long. And when the paperwork was done, then you had to fill out the same paperwork just in a different format, you know, and – then. And, and when the meeting was over then you had to go to another meeting about the meeting that you were just in and, and it, was just, I, I, it was just it was it was there's got to be a better way right So um, I left that and I started uh, doing some business and marketing consulting and uh, I, I I always wanted to write a book so having the uh, not having a full-time job gave me sort of the flexibility I needed and wanted to create that book. So I wrote a book about kind of, what I'd learned along the way in life and how that had led me to uh, being able to take the leap of quitting my job and starting my own business and uh, that eventually turned into a podcast, and um, we have actually built a pretty successful coaching practice around how to quit working, helping people to quit their jobs and start a business. And uh, I also do primarily real estate is uh, kind of my main thing, and I, I like to always. I, I'm really proud of the fact, actually, that uh, you got a lot of coaches and folks out there who and, and people with online businesses. You know, we have online products as well as, as well as the book, and. And I'm really proud of the fact that I can confidently say that I don't care if we sell anything with how to quit working, not at all, because that's not how I make my money. You know, I think that um, I think that. I love the place that I've gotten to where I get to do How to Quit Working just because it's fun, and uh, it's fun to help people, and it's fun to have conversations like this. And uh, I get to put my primary focus on real estate, which is really where my passion lies uh, in the world, but I get to help other people and and, and show other people the path through How to Quit Working and and not be one of those folks that's kind of like the career coach that's down your throat, hire me as a coach or buy my products or this or that. so it's a it's a really neat situation to be in. That's a really long kind of roundabout way to answer the did I even get any did I even get anywhere near answering your question? You know, Jeff, I think
0: you did, but I want you to go a bit deeper here. So you talk more about your brand. So is the how to quit working brand, and you've been talking about it a bit, but is the how to quit working brand a personal blueprint on how you really abandoned that nine to five grind? Well,
1: you know, it started out as exactly that. And the great, the amazing, amazing, amazing thing about it is that when I look at that book, I I call it that book, Um, uh, and by that I mean How to Quit Working, it's a great book, but I wrote it four years ago. I've learned so much. I am so much smarter. I have so much more depth and more insight. Time in, for another book, man? No. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Um, but uh, you, you know, I've allowed the How to Quit Working platform to evolve, and while the book is still the book, but and it's still a great book. But the things that we talk about on the show and um, our online training program, and particularly my one-on-one coaching, has just advanced to a level that blows my mind. It absolutely blows my mind. Um, the level that it's evolved and gotten better and gotten so much smarter in uh, in, in what we do. So, so the answer to your question is yes, it is a blueprint of how I did it, but now it's compounded with all of my experiences and it's compounded with all the experiences of all of the people that I've interviewed. On the How to Quit Working show, I've interviewed like th- over 300 successful entrepreneurs on the How to Quit Working show. I don't have nearly the production schedule that you have, so I take my hat off to you. Um, oh, but thanks, certainly, we, we've learned a lot. We've learned a lot, and and from from getting in there and coaching people and seeing, you know, this really works and this doesn't work so well. Uh, we've been able to get this to a point where it's just it's just an amazing uh, it's just an amazing body of knowledge about how to live a free life without being tied to a corporate job or any kind of job.
0: So Jeff, talk more about how you advanced your message, how you grew. So what's been most effective in really engaging with and growing that customer base? And I want you to help the up-and-coming entrepreneur understand a few things about really gaining some traction in what looks like a crowded and feels like a noisy social media and marketing landscape.
1: Oh, well, that's pretty simple. Uh, You've got to not rely on all those big, simple, free things. Right, so you know, there's there's a lot of folks. Well, I mean, you know, the 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 general message that you'll get out there when you start researching is social media is so wonderful and it's free and it's this and that and 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 there's so much hubbub around it. But the reality of it is, it's only one tool in your toolbox. And I think that the thing that we've been really successful with in how to quit working is that we've actually. We've, we've tried to leverage every possible means to get the message out as, pos, as, as we can. Um, you'll notice if you go to the website, we do ask for your phone number, and we do occasionally give you a call if we think there's something that you might be interested in. Um, Excuse me. Whenever we have somebody's uh, physical address, we do send direct mail on occasion. And, um, and you know, and, and trying to look at social media as not the end all, be all. And if you're, you know, if you're out there looking at some four thousand dollar training product that's going to show you how to do social media, well, that might be a good training product, and that might be contain a lot of valuable information. But you've got to remember that's just one tool in your toolbox. And uh, and I think that. I think that just being um, being open to different methods of getting the word out, and I think just being extremely candid and sincere. You know, like when I when I get ready to do an interview like this, I I don't. I'm not nervous. I'm not worried. uh, I don't think about what I'm going to say. I just pick up the the Skype call and I start talking and saying what what comes to my mind, and you know, and there's, there's, there's so much to that because I think people see that and people understand that. Um, people understand that I don't have some sort of a, a, a hidden agenda or, or something that I'm trying to, to push. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there and I'm saying, look, this is who I am. This is what I've got. And if you like it, um, well, here's how to, here's how to get more of it. And if you don't have a nice day <laughs> and, and not, not only is that really effective, It's also uh, it's really just a plain effective from a business standpoint. It's also just really freeing. It just makes it so much easier. You know, I remember when I worked at um, uh, that that big bank that starts with a W. uh, (laughs) You know, you you would go into these meetings and 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 there would be oh maybe there would be some important senior manager there or something like that, and you go in there and you're all tense and stressed and everybody talks and everybody talks in their in their tone and they use their buzzwords and uh it's just such an extremely fake environment and uh and 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 it just it it just wears away at the human soul to be fake and to be disingenuous. So uh that's why I kind of like not doing it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now Jeff you're enjoying some success but it likely wasn't always that way. Tell us about your biggest challenge in business or otherwise, but what really sticks out as your biggest challenge? And our listeners are looking for some of the actionable steps that you took to really embrace and overcome that challenge.
1: Mm, That's a tough one. I think that my biggest challenge by far was not believing in myself. And um, there's no question about that. That that was just been my biggest issue. My biggest issue was always, always uh, self-confidence and, and just not believing in myself and um, I, I honestly I, I didn't take any actionable steps to resolve that. Um, that. That was really really hard. I mean that actually um, I mean I went through uh, in, in the period since um, since I quit my job I went through several probably um, what I would almost call bouts of depression. I mean, I don't know what I would call it like to the point of clinical depression, but um, it was really, really bad. You know, there were some really, really frustrating times when I just wasn't getting the traction and I just wasn't making it work. And I think that unfortunately, for whatever reason, you know, if this is some demon from my childhood or, or what, I don't know, but, uh, you know, I would go to this place of, well, I, I can't do this. I'm never going to make this work. I'm not good enough to make it work. Um, And that was a really hard thing to kind of tell myself and beat myself up about. Um, But I I guess the only thing, I I really wish that I could give three steps to to dealing with that specific issue. But what I will tell you is that as I talk about it, and I haven't talked a lot about this um, particular topic, but as I talk about it, I think back and I say to myself, well, why did you pull through? Because the answer to that's not obvious. But as I think about it, I think the best, the, the best thing I can come up with is because there's some part of me that knew that I could. And I think that's what, that's what's, what was so difficult was I, I had these, these frustrations and these thoughts of, oh, you're never going to make this work. This thing failed. This person didn't buy. This client walked away. This person won't return your phone call. That person just flat out told you you're stupid, whatever it is. And, and and all those things wear away at you. But I also think that there was something deep down that was telling me that not only can I do this or not only I can do this, but it is the right thing to do. And it is the thing that I need to do uh, for myself and also in a larger sense for the betterment of the world. But I think that, that just having that that knowledge in the back of my head or that notion in the back of my head that yes, you can indeed definitely do this, I think was the was the most helpful thing. And and I think <clears throat> one of the things that I always tell folks is when you look at people that have accomplished things in the world, you know look, just pick some successful person, pick any successful person. And then what you find when you really break it down and you look at that person is they're not really any different than you. I mean, they've got the same just people, man. Yep. (laughs) Exactly. And, and, you know, we tend to sort of glorify, uh, people who make a lot lot of money or people who've been successful in business. And reality of it is they're just people just like you. They just made different decisions. And if you want to start in with that BS about money and how it takes money to start a business then you know that's a whole different topic but the reality of it is the people who were successful are the ones who regardless of what resources they had just rolled up their pant legs and started trudging through the crap
0: you know jeff i really like how you made the distinction uh with the word why instead of how so you asked yourself why you needed to pull through those belts of
1: depression Mm -hmm. instead
0: of how to pull through like you're making a clear distinction with that word why you pulled through is
1: that right Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because um, I I think that when we we, we've got to have purpose, we've got to have a reason. And I'm not I'm not into all that. Like, you know, a a lot of that find your passion and find your purpose crap that's out there because it just it makes it sound so much simpler um, There's a lot of it too. Yeah, yeah, and and it, and it makes it sound so much simpler than it really is. Um, but I do think that at the core of it, you know, as humans, we have to know why. We have to know why we're doing things, and we have to be moving towards something that we re- that's really meaningful for us and that we really care about. And I think that that's why it's important to keep in mind what we're moving towards. And 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 I think that one of the really big tragedies in in this. I'm just going to say in this country of the U.S., and I don't – I think Canada is the same. You can correct me if I'm wrong. But we, <laughs> we don't bother. I think every country in the world is the same personally, but we'll, but we'll, we'll see. Um,
0: get another episode
1: too, right? Uh, <laughs> so um, w- what I think that is, is the real tragedy is that, that we don't bother – to, to try to help kids figure out what they actually really want to do. And don't tell me we give them little tests that, that you know, that, that shows – you know what they might be good at like aptitude tests and things. and i don't want to hear about that crap like we don't really help kids figure out what they actually want to do with their life now we don't let really me just stop you for one sec jeff i want to say too i think uh
0: standardized tests and maybe i don't know as much about this uh being in canada but from what i do know it seems like standardized tests uh those scores are more about a money grab anyway right
1: Oh, absolutely. I, there, there's, there's that. You know, there's, there's that aspect of it that uh, I don't know the details, but yeah. I mean, school districts have to get certain scores on their tests to get to get tax dollars um, and things like that. So, um, so there, there's, there's that. But then there's just the whole fact that you know you look at this whole. And I, I just totally like ripped on that whole find your passion industry, and 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 <laughs> I mean everything I said. But you know, they, they are well intentioned people that are trying to do good work, and 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 they do do good work. But why why are we selling that service to people who are in their twenties, thirties, forties, and even even older? When we should be providing that sort of service to children when they're young, like as soon as they are old enough to start to begin to figure out what they actually enjoy doing in their life and what and, and how they can actually contribute. It's one thing to know um, that you like science. Right? That's, that's one thing. It's another thing to figure out how do I take this science thing that I love and probably know a lot about – and then fit that into the world in a way that's valuable and in a way that I would like and in a way that I would enjoy doing and in a way that would create a contribution. Um, that's, that's a whole different conversation. And, and why we're so busy cramming kids' heads full of uh, facts about history and uh, uh, trigonometry and math that they'll never use doesn't make any sense to me when we're just completely leaving some of the most important things um to chance, I, I, I suppose. And I think the, re- the reason that – the reason that we don't bother doing these things is because the teachers and the administrators and the people who, um, who are in charge of schools don't know any better. They don't know any better themselves. Um, so how are we – how, how are they going to teach the kids something better? Um, and I think that's a sad, sad situation in this country, and it's one that um, I hope that podcasts like this and people like me getting on my soapbox about it, um, I hope I hope it changes.
0: Yeah, man. I love the rant. Yeah. I was just going to say there's no bad students, just bad teachers. And those teachers are students as well, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. So let's talk about some of your rewards. Let's shift back to uh, the task at hand, your rewards. Why is it so great to be Jeff Steinman?
1: You know, I was thinking, uh, that's a really, that's a really interesting question. Um, (laughs) and, and, And it's funny, I I have an answer. Uh, (laughs) I was thinking about this earlier this week, you know, I had, uh, it was, (coughs) excuse me, it was Tuesday afternoon, and uh, I had a lot of stuff going on, and I was getting really stressed out, and and I stopped for a second, and I said, wait a minute, Jeff, you've got two really cool projects going on, and you've got another thing in the works that you're really excited about, and uh, you are being stressed. You have exactly what you want in life. This is what I'm saying to myself. You have you're you're being stressed because you have so many good things going on and you don't know which one to focus on first. <laughs> <laughs> so, um the, the and 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 it wasn't like this the day that I walked out the door of the job. Um it it's taken a long time and a lot of blood, sweat and tears to get there. But Right now, I am at a point where I truly am doing exactly, exactly what I want to be doing. I, I had this thought last night. I was, um, I was uh, out in the backyard, and, and I was just thinking about stuff, and I thought, um, okay, so if I was going to drop everything and do something completely different, what would it be? And the answer I I kept getting in my head was, well, why would you do that? You got everything you want. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and I you know I I don't care if that sounds braggy because I've 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 been through the mill. I've been I've had the crap beaten out of me over the past five years, and uh, and that's that's what it took for me to get to this point. And uh, I think that the. The you know I've over the past year my hair is I'm 42 my hair or I'm 41 see I'm so old I can't even remember my age, um but my hair started to really go gray like like in a in a really serious way it's like going gray fast I hear and, you man um, <laughs> I hear yeah, you <laughs> and, you know and, and and what's so cool is is I look at that and and I and I, I just I love it. Because it, it it symbolizes for me in so many ways the crap that I've been through, and not just my journey. I mean, we we all go through tons of crap in my in our lives, and I went through plenty of crap in my in my years, and and, and it all kind of comes together and culminates at some point, and and I feel like this is the point, and and I feel like that gray hair and these crow's feet represent that all of those learnings and all of those lessons. And, and here I am, somebody who gets to take all of that and move forward in a new direction. I think there we, we probably get a couple of opportunities in our lives to take everything that we've learned and everything, more importantly, that we've experienced and bring it together in a very unique way to create something. And I feel like that's the point that um, that I'm at now, where I've got uh, – I've had some experiences, and I've had some successes, and I've had a lot of failures. And everything's sort of coming together in a, uh, a really new and exciting way. And that's the, – the most awesome thing about being Jeff Diamond right now is when you can sit on your back patio uh, like I did last night and say, hmm, what would I change? Well, nothing. (laughs) And I'll allow people
0: to research this uh, themselves, but you just remind me of the Mexican fisherman in uh, in the four-hour work week by Tim Ferriss, man. Mm. Now, your book, How to Quit Working, outlines what you call a simple plan to leave your job for a life of freedom. Now, what are two or three of the main points that would really resonate best with that person who is sitting in that cubicle under those fluorescent lights right now, Jeff?
1: the The first one that I would say, I just for some reason, I, I want to get really, really practical number one. Like super, super, super practical. Like this is the piece of advice that I can give that will make the biggest difference. And if you if you listen to this point and implement this point in your venture to start a business, it will shave decades off. Uh, it'll shave decades of failure off of your, off of your career. Um, proof. Uh, y- you have to be obsessed not with things like creating a logo and getting an LLC and um, creating marketing materials and, 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 fulfillment. You have to be obsessed with proof. You have to be obsessed with getting proof That whatever it is that you're doing or trying to do, that people want it. So your first task, if you've invented some new sort of coffee cup, is to get the damn coffee cup in front of people whether you do it at a flea market, whether you stop people in the parking lot, um, a trade show, whatever it is, you've got to get that idea in front of people and not asking your friends and family, do you think this is a good idea? Because they're going to give you answers that come with all kinds of other baggage that you don't want to hear. But uh, in front of actual buyers and saying, look, this is a new type of coffee cup that I made. Do you want to buy it? It's $25. And, And you've Got to get that proof, and and that has got to be in the front because everybody else, everybody always wants to say, okay, well I got to create a logo for the coffee cup, and I got to create a, a, a business entity, and I got to get all my legal ducks in a row, and I got to do this, and I got to do that, and I got to do this, and I got to. No, you got to go out and get proof because if you don't, then you've set all this crap up for something that doesn't work. And, and and that is the biggest thing that I see, uh, the biggest mistake that I see folks making. Um, so another uh, one of the big points that I would want to, to make is that you have to put uh, your own mental state first. You have to first get yourself into an amazing, amazing mental state, and you have to stay there all the time time. Now you're not going to be able to stay there all the time, but that has to be your goal. It has to be your goal to stay in that, in that positive mental state all the time. What's really, really amazing is you, you, you can get to a point and I have finally, finally gotten to this point where you literally habitually see the good in bad things that happen, right? When, um, you know, when, uh, when I had a situation a couple of weeks ago, uh, working on rehabbing this house and, um, I went to walk down the basement staircase and it kind of gave way. It didn't fall completely, but it, it, it came loose from the wall. So, you know, look at it and you see, okay, well, this is a situation where we got it. We pretty much have to rebuild the staircase because it's, it's just in really bad shape. It's not, it's not safe. And, There's two ways to look at that. Uh, The 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 one way that you can look at it is, oh man, it's going to cost money to rebuild this. It's going to suck. It's going to take time. This is terrible. This is awful. Uh, And those are things that people say that are that are really not good things to say. This is terrible. This is awful. I actually habitually jumped into the mindset of, oh, okay. well, as long as we're rebuilding this, could we maybe reconfigure it a little bit? Could we move it and make it a little bit wider and maybe make it um, a little bit, uh, you know, adjust the rise and the run on the steps so that it's a little bit more comfortable to walk down and. Uh, it, it turns out that we can't because there's other <laughs> limitations. Um, but it, what was neat was I initially went to that place of let me just figure out how we can make some good out of this situation, not one bit of worry, concern or upset um, over that issue. And and I think it, it has taken me a very long time to get to that point and to the point um where where I can look at things that positively and uh, and through that lens, and I, and I don't, um, I, I, the only way that you can get there is to practice, and you have to practice by looking at negative things that happen and saying, all right, well, how can I how can I figure out how to turn this into a good thing, and and really, uh, at, at some point, good and bad and right and wrong are distinctions that begin to sort of melt away. And and that's that's a really freeing, really freeing thing to finally have happen.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That positive mental framework is so so important uh, in business and in life. I want to go back to the first thing that you said as well. Um, you know, just because you think you have a good idea, Jeff, doesn't mean that it is a good idea, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Now. Yeah. Did you want to expand on that a little bit, or?
1: Um, Yeah, because I could talk about that. I could talk about that a lot. You know, I think we have to you just always have to you always have to remember that like like sales is is first, you know, and, and, and good organizations, the most profitable organizations out there compensate their salespeople better than anybody else in the organization. And if you're working in an organization and you're not in sales and you think that's a crock. I'm. I'm really. I'm sorry, but that's that's <laughs> the way. That's the way it is, and that's the way it needs to be, and that's the way it would be if I were to run a large organization. But, Absolutely. Um. And there's a reason for that, and 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 it's because it, it's what comes first. It's what drives every single thing, um, in the business. One of the things that I think is so interesting is when you watch the show Shark Tank. Love it. What is wonderful blast great show it's not as good as um, uh, the prophet with marcus Lemonis. oh i but thought you were going to say dragon's like den which is the shark tank uh canadian version of shark tank but go ahead <laughs> oh you know i've never i've actually never seen that i do i do want to i do want to check that out though um but uh but no so what is the one of the first questions that the sharks ask a contestant, or the dragon contestant, "What
0: are your sales?" Absolutely, yep. exactly, exactly.
1: Why do they want to know that? They want to know if anybody wants the damn thing, <laughs> right? And and when somebody says, "Well, we've sold 12
0: <laughs> then the market's talking, man. You know,
1: yeah, that tells them something. And uh, when somebody says, "Well, we've sold forty thousand in the past six months," then they're like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> And then they have more questions. But I think, you know, so if you don't believe me, just look at the Sharks. What do they want to know? What's the first thing that they want to know is how many have you sold?
0: Absolutely. So important. Now, I want to make a bit of a shift here. Jeff, you are a powerful influencer, but who do you follow? Are there any influencers that you look to online or otherwise for your own motivation and inspiration?
1: You know, you reach a point um, where you got to stop following other people and you got to start leading. And... Um, So I have – I've pulled back from consuming a lot of that stuff because so much of it is just the same stuff regurgitated over and over and over again. Um, So I've pulled back from consuming a lot of the mass self-help stuff because um, it – I've reached a point of saturation with it. Um, But what I will say is that um, there are a couple of folks who have been and continue to be uh, influential uh, to me. There is um, one particular author who I'm reading right now. I'm reading his book, and it's one of those books that uh, I don't want to finish it. I just want to enjoy reading it, and that's couldn't be more appropriate because it is a book um, called Awakening the Buddha Within by Lama Surya Das. And uh,
0: Sorry, can you repeat that? You broke up a little bit there, Jeff. Can
1: you repeat it? Yeah. The, the name of the book is Awakening the Buddha Within, and it's by Lama Surya Das. And I don't know that I could spell that off the top of my head. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's that's a book about… Um, I don't want to say it's about Buddhism because it's about so much more than that, um, but it is a book written by a Buddhist monk that uh, it has been probably one of the most transformational books of, of my life. And that's been one of the things uh, my um, study of, I would say, Eastern uh, Eastern philosophies has been uh, something that has just transformed my life in ways that I can't even I can't even put words to it, um, so so that's that certainly is 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 a big one. A um, uh, couple other folks. I am I am certainly a big fan of Tony Robbins. Um, I also um, am a big fan of Oprah. I think that uh, Oprah Winfrey. I think that uh, uh, there's somebody who. Uh, while I don't know that I would ever do the same thing that she, that she does in her business, uh, certainly a lot of aspects of what she does and how she approaches life that, um, that I certainly admire.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I'm learning a lot more, uh, recently about the power of meditation and NLP specifically. So, now this is going to be interesting. A lot of people uh, do prepare for these questions, uh, and I understand you didn't, Jeff, which I appreciate. But do you love to win or hate to lose, and why?
1: Oh, I—I I mean, I—I—I I, I, I love to win. I love to win in a really, really bad way. I'm an ungodly com- competitive person and you might not know that if like if somebody knew me personally if any of my friends are listening to this show which i'm sure they're not <laughs> but <laughs> hypothetically if they were hypothetically if they were they would say i don't know if i agree with that but the reality of it is i'm so competitive that i actually have to i actually have to just i have to dial myself back Uh, because it would drive me insane. (laughs) It would drive me insane and it would drive everybody insane around me. So, um, yes, I really, really love winning a lot.
0: Sorry. I was going to say if your friends aren't listening, uh, is that more on me or is it on you, man?
1: (laughs) Oh no, it's on me. They probably listen to the show every day, but then they said Jeff Steinman. Oh, I'm going to skip to the next episode.
0: (laughs) Give our listeners something actionable. What are you doing to wind down after a long or stressful day? I think you got into a bit, but give us a little more.
1: Um, I read, I read, um, a lot and I meditate and I just try to get myself into that, into that state of presence. And, uh, you know, my, my goal is to be 100% present and in a meditative state all the time. And, um, that's, that's a challenge, but when you're not, it's a challenge when you're doing other things, right? Um, it's taken me, it's taken me 10 years to get to a point where, I can actually on demand calm myself down and relax and and be present and um be in that in that place of 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 peace, not knowing or caring um what's going on in the world around me. Good stuff, man. Love it. Now I want you to boil this thing down
0: for us. What is the one thing you want to leave with our listeners about how to quit
1: working? get your head in the right place. Um, you know, kind of quit whining and crying about all the little things. Um, get focused on the big things, get focused on a product that has uh, a good margin that you have proven and that, you know, people want.
0: Awesome. Now, Jeff, you've got a book called how to quit working. You've got a podcast, the how to quit working show. If people want to learn more about you, your business and your message, how can they connect?
1: Uh, you should go to how to and you can get all the information that you want or need there. And, uh, the other thing that I would say is if you enjoyed some of the things that I am saying here, we're getting ready to do a pretty major pivot over at how to quit working, uh, that is going to make it bigger and better and more exciting and more valuable and more useful than it's ever been. So, Uh, I would say brace yourself for some really, really cool stuff over there.
0: (laughs) Awesome, man. We'll be sure to follow and we'll be sure to include some links in your show notes page. This episode has been filled with actionable content. Appreciate it so much. Thank you for joining us today on Bidzy Small Business Society, man. You take care. Excellent. Take care. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, if you're looking for a service provider or a local professional, go to bizzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, if you're looking for new customers or a way to expand your customer base, sign up for your 30-day free trial today at bizzy.com.